This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. If there is one point on which there should be no disagreement, it is this. For anyone to advocate terminating or suspending the Constitution is tantamount to a declaration of war against the founding principles of our representative government and the rule of law. Then again, given the extent to which the safeguards enshrined in the Bill of Rights adopted 231 years ago as a means of protecting the people against government overreach and abuse have been steadily chipped away at, undermined, eroded, whittled down, and generally discarded with the support of Congress, the White House, and the courts, one could well make the case that the Constitution has already been terminated after years on life support. Consider for yourself, we are in the grip of martial law. We have what the founders feared most, a standing or permanent army on American soil. This de facto standing army is made up of weaponized, militarized domestic police forces, which look like, dress like, and act like the military, are armed with guns, ammunition, and military-style equipment, are authorized to make arrests, and are trained in military tactics. We are in the government's crosshairs. The U.S. government continues to act as judge, jury, and executioner over a populace that has been prejudged and found guilty, stripped of their rights, and left to suffer at the hands of government agents trained to respond with the utmost degree of violence. We have no real freedom of speech. We are moving fast down a slippery slope to an authoritarian society in which the only opinions and ideas and speech expressed are the ones permitted by the government and its corporate cohorts. We have no real privacy. We're being spied on by a domestic army of government snitches, spies, and techno-warriors. The government of peeping toms is watching everything we're doing, reading everything we write, listening to everything we say, and monitoring everything we spend. Moreover, we continue to be reminded that we have no real privacy, no real presumption of innocence, and no real control over what happens to our bodies during an encounter with government officials. Americans no longer have a right to private property. If government agents can invade your home, break down your doors, kill your dog, damage your furnishings, and terrorize your family, your property is no longer private and secure. It belongs to the government. We have no due process. The groundwork has been laid for a new kind of government where it won't matter if you're innocent or guilty, whether you're a threat to the nation, or even if you're a citizen. If the powers that be think that you're a threat to the nation and should be locked up, then you will be locked up with no access to the protections our Constitution provides. We are no longer presumed innocent. The burden of proof has been reversed. Now we're presumed guilty unless we can prove our innocence beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. Rarely are we given the opportunity to do so. We have lost the right to be anonymous and move about freely. At every turn, we're hemmed in by laws, fines, and penalties that regulate and restrict our autonomy and surveillance cameras that monitor our movements. Likewise, digital currency provides the government and its corporate partners with a mode of commerce that can easily be monitored, tracked, tabulated, mined for data, hacked, hijacked, and confiscated when convenient. We no longer have a government of the people by the people and for the people. The U.S. government does not represent the majority of American citizens. Rather, we are ruled by an oligarchy disguised as a democracy and arguably on our way towards fascism, a form of government where private corporate interests rule, money calls the shots, and the people are seen as mere subjects to be controlled. We have no guardians of justice. 
The courts were established to intervene and protect the people against the government and its agents when they overstepped their bounds. Yet through their deference to police power, preference for security over freedom, and evisceration of our most basic rights for the sake of order and expediency, the courts have become the guardians of the American police state in which we now live. We have been saddled with a dictator for life. Secret, unchecked presidential powers acquired through the use of executive orders, decrees, memorandums, proclamations, national security directives, and legislative signing statements, and which can be activated by any sitting president, now enable past, present, and future presidents to operate above the law and beyond the reach of the Constitution. Unfortunately, we have done this to ourselves. We have allowed ourselves to be seduced by the false siren of song of politicians promising safety in the exchange for a relinquished freedom. We placed our trust in political saviors and failed to ask questions to hold our representatives accountable to abiding by the Constitution. We looked the other way and made excuses while government agents amassed an amazing amount of power over us and backed up that power grab with a terrifying amount of military might and weaponry and got the courts to sanction their actions every step of the way. We chose to let partisan politics divide us and turn us into easy targets for the government's oppression. Mind you, the powers that be want us to be censored, silenced, muzzled, gagged, zoned out, caged in, and shut down. They want our speech and activities monitored for any sign of extremist activity, so-called. They want us to be estranged from each other and kept at a distance from those who are supposed to represent us. They want taxation without representation. They want a government without consent of the governed. They want the Constitution terminated. We may have contributed to our downfall through our inaction and gullibility, but we are also the only hope for a free future. After all, the Constitution begins with those three beautiful words, we the people. Those three words were intended as a reminder to future generations that there is no government without us. Our sheer numbers, our muscle, our economy, our physical presence in this land. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The Morning American People and its fictional counterpart, The Eric Blair Diaries, when we allow self-absorbed, narcissistic, politically polarizing culture to override our civic duties as citizens, to collectively stand up to tyranny and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution, there can be no surprise when tyranny rises and freedom falls. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.